Whether you're starting a game or starting your day, you need to pick a starting lineup, and you're going to want the starter from Jack Black. Loaded with the superior skincare the pros love, Kings fans can get the starter for just $10, shipping included. Available exclusively at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB, the starter has four of Jack Black's best-selling skincare and shave products, plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm, SPF 25, in natural mint. Here's to the winning combination for 2022, the LA Kings and the starter from Jack Black. $10 plus free shipping, available at GetJackBlack.com with the code TEAMJB while supplies last. You're listening to an LA Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit LAKings.com slash podcast. Not a back pass that goes awry from Marimano. Taken away by Lazard. Villardi, one timer, scores! You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the LA Kings. Kings out of the zone. Sarah pass on a Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. You guys, I'm going to miss this generic corporate Christmas music intro. I really, really like it. Uh, It was totally, totally unexpected, but I'm sitting here editing this, and all I can think of is this is probably the last time I'll use this music, and I'm finding myself weirdly sentimental about it. At any rate... Last week, Mikey Alexander and I drove out to Tempe, Arizona to watch the Kings play the Coyotes at Mullet Arena. The plan was to gather a handful of Kings fans after the game and record a small, intimate post-game podcast immediately following. Uh, But Mikey is just too darn good at being Mikey. He ran around like a lunatic, grabbing as many Kings fans as he could, and the end result was a crowd that, frankly, I was not prepared for. I know Mikey listens. I know I might have barked at him a little bit on our trip, so I'm just going to say how I really feel about him here and now because I know he'll hear it. I love you, Mikey. You didn't hesitate for a second when I invited you to go with me, and you really are constantly trying to make sure everybody you come across is happy and seen, and I couldn't actually think of a better quality for a human being to have. All right, here's the conversation we had immediately following the Kings game in Arizona. I'll be back when it's done to set up the rest of the episode. Mikey, all I need from you to say, go Kings, go. Okay, okay. Lead lead them off. You guys, all right. It was a great game. We got one point. Happy holidays, so let's get some festive go Kings goes on my mark. Ready? As loud as you can to make all of Los Angeles here for five and a half hours away. One, two, three. Go Kings, go! Thank you, Mikey. Welcome back, Kings fans. I'm Jesse Cohen. This is all the Kings men. We are outside Mullet Arena in Tempe, Arizona. We're watching uh, Coyotes fans walk back to the parking structure. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to make introductions to everybody. I'm sorry. I didn't learn all your names. We got James from uh, from Kings Realm. James, how you doing? Hey, hello, everyone. Have a good night. We got Keegan over there, former ice grader. Keegan. Hey, go, Kings, go! We got Hannah Davey, Anthem Singer. Hannah Davey, how you doing? Great, even after that. Filming this. We've got Thousand Oaks native Shelby. How are you doing, Thousand Oaks? Shelby? I'm doing excellent. How are you? All right. So uh, the Kings' win streak is broken at four, but they get a. <laughs> now we're geeking out over the fact that Shelby's from Thousand Oaks. Uh, we get a point out of the night. James, you asked me at some point during the third period, or maybe it was Mikey. I don't know. You loud boys all blend into one person for me. 
feelings, James, on getting at least a point out of this game back-to-back road home games? Not what we came in to do, but it was it was a weird game. Like the momentum went back and forth, yeah, yeah, and everybody had to like, yeah, get closer. And to to be able to come out with a, a point uh, when you're in a race for you know to get on the top is is at least good. But um, you know we expected more. We did, but I thought it was a perfectly fine game, sir. In the uh, in the throwback uh, matching jersey and hat, what did you think of the effort you saw tonight? Ah, loved it, loved it. The end. Should have won the game, but. It's all right. We'll take that point. Mikey, I need you in here talking, not back on the bench filming. <laughs> One minute you said I talk too much, next minute No, I, I, said you, I said you got enough people. Mikey, you called overtime. At what point in the game did you know it was going to Well, overtime? it is the LA Kings. It is the month of December, or should I say day that ends in Y. And Kings, as you know, fans, we love overtime lately. So I think with about 19 minutes left of the third period, I was like, it's going overtime. I could just feel it. I could just feel it. Uh, no context, LA Kings, uh, fantastic uh, Twitter account. Any any moments of this game you think will wind up on your feed soon? Uh, nothing that I grabbed live. Um, I kind of rely on the uh, the power of the Kings Gauntlet group chat. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the Gauntlet group chat. Um, but yeah, nothing that I grabbed live. I'll probably rewatch it again on ESPN Plus. I think it was on ESPN Plus tonight. So <laughs> no, I if I can grab something there, maybe. All right, by round of applause, how many of you guys drove to the game tonight? <laughs> How many? Oh, you flew. All right. Oh, you live. Oh, you go. Okay. So, how did? You, how do you maintain your Kings fandom living in Arizona? ESPN Plus and a lot of good friends. Yeah. How many Kings games have you been to over the last few years? Too many to count. A, there was a year we did it like one every month. One every month. We, oh, wow. we really try and go. We got okay. engaged on the ice. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. In the uh, gold jersey with the hat back there. Uh, where did you guys come from today? Oh, Prescott Valley. Where's that? Northern. Oh, wow. Oh, how, did you, how did you guys get to be? Yeah, oh, okay. Thousand Oaks. Are you also a Thousand Oaks native? Yes. Oh, my, yes. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> she lives here. She lives here. Now. All right. Now. All right, we got way too many people, so I'm just going to start off with we're not going to do play of the game because this is one goal, but we're going to go with player of the game. We're going to start off with Shel- Thousand Oaks native Shelby, player of the game, and it has to be from the Ooh. Kings. I'm sorry. Oh, it def- definitely yeah, will yeah. be. Shelby works for the Coyotes, uh, everybody. I do. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> um, that's really tough. Honestly, I got to go Jonathan Quick. He put up a really good performance tonight, made quite a few great saves, and he did well in the shootout. Not quite well enough, obviously, but it wasn't on him. It was, you know, it is, it is just a team effort there, but I would definitely say Jonathan Quick. Excellent. Player of the game? We got to go with IA. That was a snipe on the power play. I mean, that's right. kind of what did it for us. Mikey? Yeah. I would go with her, Jonathan Quick. I think he hasn't played in about five or six games, so you might think he's rusty. He played like he always does, like a brick wall out there. He played amazing. The first period, there was a lot of shots that he was left vulnerable, and he saved them all for us to get us that point. Hannah. I'm going to go with Alex Iafala. He got the he got the goal. All right. We got a lot of Iafala, a lot of quicks. I follow. I follow, all right? I'm going with Drew Doughty because he hit me with a puck. <laughs> Uh, Jad. Okay. Jad, he had right. some good hits. Jad had some solid hits. Mikey Anderson. Mikey Anderson always yeah. a solid choice. Back there, play, player of the game? Quick, quick. Mike, I'd say right, quick. Right. He was quick. Yeah. But I'm going quick because the save he made late in the game, yeah. I think it was overtime. We were, I mean, we were right behind him like we're at a college game, and he put the glove up, made a save, and that, that saved the game. They, they could have won I'm going to sneak through here real quick. Player of the game? 
No. John no. Ugly? No. Oh. Gabe Villardi. There you go. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Control the tempo. Always had the puck. And uh, Billy just always in the offensive zone. Nice. I have to go with Jonathan Quick. Fun fact, uh, the opposing goaltender, Carol Vimelka, he's considered the number one goalie in the league as, in terms of goal saved above expected. So I feel like Jonathan Quick came back after taking a lot of time off and uh, really showed a good duel out there. James? I don't think it's a question. I'm going Alex I follow my boy. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with Blake Lazat. He was good in on the boards, uh, cycled. I feel like he was the only one who applied pressure, at least, that, that I picked up on. <laughs> I'd go with Mikey. Uh, he was solid, and especially in the overtime, killing the penalty on Drew. So, Jonathan Quick, going into the game, I kind of thought we'd get Phoenix back-to-back, but <laughs> uh, Phoenix and Arizona, as they said. Yeah, yeah definitely have to say Jonathan Quick. All right. Made pretty awesome saves. I heard a lot of names out there. Unfortunately, the correct answer is Jonathan Quick. So, <laughs> you said Jonathan Quick. So, there you go. <laughs> All right, this is, honestly, this is too many people. So, Mikey, why don't you go ahead and take us out with another Go Kings Go. All right, well, I think the other player of the game should be you, Jesse Cohen, because you dealt with five-and-a-half-hour drive with me in a car. And we talked about movies, and you got all these fans here. Oh, Round of applause for Jesse and, Cohen. He's amazing. Hey, no, no, no. All right, before we wrap up. Make your make your argument for uh, for speed over okay. unstoppable. We got into a lot of debates in the car, friendly conversations. <laughs> One of the most controversial. They weren't that friendly. They were kind of friendly. <laughs> Edit that out because people want to still like me. After the end of the four, four and a half hours, we decided we talked about movies. Which is the better movie, Kings fans? And tweet your response. Unstoppable. You don't got to do that. You should. <laughs> unstoppable. Unstoppable with Denzel Washington and Chris Pine. Or Speed with Keanu and Sandra Bullock and Dennis Hopper. Which is the better movie? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you think it's Speed. It's hard to hear on a pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clap. Or oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. My fault. It's an audio thing, not yeah. visual. There's no Jumbotron here, Jesse. Clap loud if you think the better movie is Speed. <laughs> Clap if you think the better movie is Unstoppable. Yeah! Woo! All right! I'm stopping it. Woo! All right. Well, you guys are wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for coming out here, Kings fans. Next time the Kings play in Arizona, we're all coming back. We're getting a gauntlet like at Frozen Fury. Yeah. James, yep. Mikey, Don, Hannah, Don. Uh, you're on it. I'm on it. We're going to do it right here where we're standing. Woo! Yeah. All right? And we're taking over this arena. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yes. One more time, go Kings, go. All right, happy holidays to all the Kings fans here and just supporting the Kings wherever you live. You all wonderful, fantastic. If you ever crypto.com arena, come look for us. We'll have a great time. But happy holidays. Leave have a alone. merry, merry holiday, whatever you're celebrating. <laughs> and let's get a really loud three in a row, as loud as you can be, so all of Los Angeles and Arizona can hear us. Go Kings, go on my mark. Three, two, one. Go Kings, go! Kings fans, this is where I would ordinarily ask you to help me find the owner of this purple Kings jersey I've been carrying around for 20 years. But guess what? I'm taking my search to the telecast. That's right. I'm gonna find this guy, and I'm gonna give him his jersey back. I'm not taking no for an answer at this point. Meantime, if you haven't already, go listen to the 2012 Memories episode from earlier this week. For those of you who still haven't listened, I got to hang out with the 2012 team at their 10th anniversary party in August. 
I got to talk to Daryl Sutter. Like, he actually said stuff. It, it was incredible. It's sick. Go listen to it. We'll have more episodes of those type in the future. But I think you're going to want to hear the first episode. I worked really hard on it. Go listen to it. Anyway, this episode... I've had a lot of requests over the years to talk to our guest. And honestly, it's on me that it never happened before. But man, am I glad I talked to that guy. Off-ice official. The guy from the penalty box with a giant beard. You know. Steve. Joining me now, a guest that has been requested for years by multiple people i this is on me that it's taken so long to have him on the show he and i have discussed the possibility of having him on many times and i always drop the ball nhl off-ice official steven Pedersen. how are you doing today steve i'm doing very well jesse how are you today now if you are listening to this and you're saying who on earth is steven Pedersen, and why on earth is he requested so many times and why is this even a thing it's because all of you have seen his face uh, dozens, if not hundreds of times. Steve Mann's The, <laughs> the Penalty Box uh, at Crypto.com Arena. And if you still don't know who I'm talking about, he's the gentleman with the great big bushy beard uh, that sits in the penalty box. Steve, uh, how's the beard? You're combing it right now for those who can uh, It's bushy as ever. You know, it's uh, keeping me warm in these winter months and <laughs> now, it's hanging out. I'm going to get this right out of the way. Uh, we discovered talking to each other the other night <laughs> in the bowels of Crypto.com Arena that you are also <laughs> from Long Beach, as am I. Yes, sir. And you even went to the same high school as I did just a few years after I was gone. Let's go Jackrabbits, Long yeah, Beach Poly. That's right. I, did, they, did they do the swoop swoop thing when you were there? They did. We still All did right. the swoop swoop thing. I don't know if they're still doing it. Both my brothers went after me and uh, mm. who knows? Every time somebody references Long Beach Poly, I say Jackrabbit swoop swoop. And <laughs> assuming that it'll get the same reaction as like a roll tide or something, and no one right. has any idea yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, all right. So, Steven, uh, I'm going to ask you about being an off ice official before I ask about the great big bushy beard. Like, yeah. how does one even become an NHL off ice official? Oh, man. I think there's tons of different roads to, to that end. Um, we've got a lot of guys from a lot of different backgrounds uh on the off ice crew there's guys who are lawyers insurance guys uh my skill set came in when the nhl started really upping the technology that they're using um so my production background and audio background just i was in the right place at the right time happened to know somebody in the department and uh it, it all kind of fell into place so when you're manning the the penalty box how does that background come into play are you not just sitting there keeping them from escaping? You know, it would look like that. <laughs> it uh, does. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, most of my job duties are focused on the video and replay system. Huh. Uh, so okay. I'm down in the penalty box with all of the replay gear that'll get used for coaches challenges. Or if uh, Toronto's chiming in to challenge a play, I'm there to troubleshoot any of the gear and uh, be the liaison basically for that gear for the on ice guys. So the fact that you're in the penalty box is actually a coincidence. Entirely. Yeah. See, I learned something already. <laughs> I assumed your job was maintaining and, uh, you know, the the dignity and sanctity of the penalty box. Okay. Well, so, you know, so, it can continue to be that. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so, <laughs> so then if a player comes into the penalty box, do you have to, like, are you protecting the gear from him if he's in a particularly bad mood? 
Not necessarily, but uh, it's something I should definitely be aware of. If somebody's uh, spiking water bottles or helmets or anything around, want to make sure that stuff's safe and protected from any of the moisture or other things that could be flying around in there. All right. So then you just sort of answered one of my initial questions, which was going to be, you know, is this like NFL officials where you have a, you know, a regular gig and then you're an off ice official, you know, in your spare time, but it sounds like this is your full-time job. I know you're doing the ducks game later today. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, uh, we are employed by the NHL, uh, not by a specific team. So we can get kind of moved around to any arena if they needed it. Uh, most arenas do have a dedicated crew. Uh, here in Southern California, we're lucky enough to have two professional hockey arenas close enough, and uh, the ATC's arena technical coordinators, like myself, are able to work both arenas. So does that mean that the rest of the guys that I see at every Kings game are also scurrying around at every Ducks game, and I just don't see them because I don't know the bowels of the Honda Center as well as I do crypto? Usually a safe bet, yeah. Okay. that's fa- so. How did So when did you get into this? Uh, I started working for the league in 2016. So, uh, and again, just kind of right place, right time. I knew somebody who was currently doing the job uh, and they knew my background, uh, asked if I'd be interested knowing I was a fan of hockey. And I said, absolutely. And it's been a blast since I've been on board. I, I wouldn't trade this job for anything, honestly. So you're from Southern California. You went to Long Beach Poly. Are you, were you a Kings or Ducks fan before you got this job? Growing up, hockey found its way into my life one way or another. I will never <laughs> pretend that it's a huge part of my life. I didn't grow up playing hockey like everybody who, you know, does in the, the circles that you're traveling and people mm-hmm. you're talking to most of the time. But for a Southern California kid in the 80s, I guess I had hockey around more than most people might. Um. I was absolutely, my family were season ticket holders for the Ducks when they first started. Um, I, what I get I it. It's easier to drive to Anaheim than to downtown. I get That's it. That's absolutely what it <laughs> yeah. was. And at the mm-hmm. time, my mom is, was born and raised in Garden Grove, so she yeah. was just kind of right. attached already. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a fan of hockey. And when I'm on the NHL's dime, I'm a fan of hockey, period. If it's good hockey, that's what I'm there to watch. So are you, is there a, any prohibition there must be on rooting while you're on the job? All NHL office officials are completely impartial when they're on the job. All right. Is that an official rule or an unspoken on or a spoken unofficial rule? It is something that we strive for uh, very adamantly because it's important to us to keep the integrity of the game strong. This is wild. So for years, I just assumed that off-ice official meant um, <clears throat> guy that did work that needed to be done. It, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize if I'm insulting a profession here. But no, I would no, always, no. it's like one of the things that I would always say is, why do we need two referees on the ice? Why don't we have one in the stands watching the game, an off-ice official? And in my mind, that was like, a higher station than would be all the other people that I know are doing very important work. But now listening right. to you, I'm, I'm realizing, oh, this is what you guys are doing. I mean, you're playing an integral role in the entire. I'm so glad I finally talked to you. I yeah, I no. apologize for this really dumb vision. Of no, what not at all. <laughs> that is what your job was. Okay, so do you, are there non disclosure agreements? Are there rule like? Doc, you know, do you have to sign a pledge of impartiality? Like, how is that monitored? It's, it's a, you know, 
honor system, it's contracts, you're signing paperwork for a job, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all kind of included in there and there are things that you need to do for every job. Uh, and that's one of the things they were, you know, we're required to be impartial. And that's something that's professionally pretty easy to do. How are you evaluated at your job? Cause I imagine you have a pretty specialized responsibility within the team of office officials. So the way it's kind of worked out is that ATCs, what my actual title is, the mm-hmm. arena technical coordinators, each to my understanding, each building kind of decided if they were going to have an existing off-ice official trained as an ATC or an ATC trained on the off-ice official's duties in the penalty box to then be there to support our equipment. Okay. So it's sort of like an Armageddon situation. What's easier, training astronauts to be drillers or training drillers drillers to be astronauts? astronauts. Exactly. All right. So in different buildings, you'll get different people, people who are more familiar with the off-ice official role who have been doing that for years and years and years. We've got guys on the LA crew who were on the crew in the forum, guys who have been doing this for a very long time and who are very good at their jobs. And then you've got guys like me who came in fairly recently in the scheme of things. And our background is more on the tech or production side of things. We're familiar with hockey enough to be in these roles like the penalty box attendant. Um, and every year we're just getting more and more familiar and enjoying being around hockey and doing the best we can to do everything that keeps coming up. Our, our job is continually changing because the NHL is adding new stuff every year. And it's, are, it's been a lot of fun. Are there moments where your understanding of the game can help you anticipate what your role might call for? hundred percent, especially in the penalty box. Um, it's really important, obviously, to know the different penalty situations and clock situations that happen along with that so that you get people in and out as quickly as possible and let the flow of the game continue as naturally as it can. Given that the NHL has such a unique situation with rules and technology, is there an equivalent position to yours in the NFL or Major League Baseball or the NBA? Can't speak to those sports specifically. Um, I can say that a lot of the same technology is used. Uh, so there are people who fulfill at least a very similar role, uh, if not a very pretty much identical one. Um, I also do similar work for MLS for Major League Soccer. Wow. Okay. Um, and they use similar programs. It's similar work, but we're not functioning in the same capacity. Um, being employed by the league, working for the league empowers us to also be able to kind of do that double duty as the office official and not just be the, the IT person on site. So when I talk to employees of the LA Kings, mm-hmm. one phrase that, that is pretty common is, well, I know I wanted to work in sports, right? I don't think a lot of people grow up dreaming to be ticket salesmen, HR reps, Right. Account, you know, executives, what, you know, whatever. There's a million different jobs. Apologies to all the jobs that I'm not thinking of at the moment. But (laughs) when you visit the LA Kings offices, you realize there's legal, there's sales, there's IT there. You know what I mean? Like there's every department you could think of for a company. And, and, but the one sort of common thread is, well, I wanted to work in sports and this is a way to work in sports. Did you grow up wanting to work in sports or did you grow up wanting to work? It sounded like you wanted to work in film more than this. Yeah. Working in sports was a complete surprise. Uh, it kind of presented itself in my life at, at the opportune time. And I 
jumped at it and it's it's been great uh but yeah i I definitely was setting myself up to you know have a career more oriented towards music and live performance do you play music are you a musician i do i've been playing music since i was in third grade uh and have continued doing that were you Um, in the music program at poly absolutely did you have mr stevens and mr osmond I definitely did. All right. You and I have just discovered we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Sorry. What did, what instrument did you play? Uh, I played trumpet for 10 years. So I was in oh, the both right. jazz band and marching band at Poly. Symphonic winds? Did, I didn't do symphonic winds. I liked my mornings. Yeah, I, I wanted to sleep in. It was a 6.55 a.m. zero period, man. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Wasted my time on that. No, that's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. So. Are, are there does the job afford you opportunities to pursue those like i've discovered sorry to make this about me all the time i've discovered that as a result of this job i don't have hobbies anymore because my hobby became my job do you have time to pursue hobbies? Uh, i'm lucky enough that i am able to pursue hobbies and even have made some of those hobbies into a little bit of a an income line also uh i'm i currently sing for a cover band we do all 90s stuff yeah what's the name of the band it is the name of the band is Dick the Citizen. Sure, it is. It's it's of <laughs> course right. Uh, for those who don't know, the quick rundown would be if you remember the movie Singles uh, with Matt Dillon, very nineties, very grunge kind of cult classic film, and his band in the film was Citizen Dick. So when this band was formed, they just flipped it around. There you go, nineties reference. Now you said you played trumpet, so like I was assuming some sort of ska band or something. Uh, third wave funny ska story: my band. my younger bro- one of my younger brothers is a trombone player in a ska band. So <laughs> one of my oldest friends was the trombone player for Real Big Fish. Uh, there, they probably know each other. This honestly, my brother right. was the trombone player for Chase Long Beach, and I know they did a lot of work <laughs> together. <laughs> All right, everybody listening to this is tired of you and me swapping. Well, yeah, go. yeah, we'll, we'll get bad, nostalgic everybody. later. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so some questions that fans submitted about. Uh, oh, I can't the, wait. The penalty box guy. Yeah. Uh, is he discouraged to engage in a conversation when players are in the box? That's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't say discouraged, but it's definitely not something that they're looking to do is get distracted and involved in a conversation. And that's mm-hmm. something that. Obviously, it goes back to the impartiality and respect for the game. We respect that. We're not going to start chatting them up and and try to, you know, absolutely we will not be asking for anything like, oh, hey, can I get a selfie? Right. No, none of that happens. You're sitting there. You're professional. Paying attention to the game. If they want to talk, sure. But uh, most of the time, you're just sitting there watching the clock. Is it like being an Uber driver where some passengers are, you know, looking for a chat and some are just want the, you know. Absolutely. Sure. And and some of them come in talking to themselves and you're not even sure what they're saying, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. Next question. Then who are, I'm sure you can't tell us, but who are a couple of players that are more chatty and engaging? Uh, we'll just stick to the Kings and the Ducks. Okay. Um, Let's stick so to former Ana- players. So you're not throwing any. Former players. Yeah, you yeah. got it. Uh, in Anaheim, it's actually interesting. The ATCs, the penalty box attendant, will sit on the away side. So I don't get to sit with many of the duck players. Okay. Um, in LA, though, ooh, honestly, a lot of stoic characters out there. Yeah, you, sorry, you just blew my mind. It never even occurred to me <laughs> that the fact that we have seen you so many times is just sort of coincidence that your equipment happens to be in the home penalty box at Crypto.com. Yep. That's wild. Sorry, yeah. this whole this whole conversation <laughs> is completely. No, I'm happy to shed some light on it. You know, 
Uh, all right, then. Uh, funniest thing a player has ever said to you while in the penalty box? Ooh, um, there's been a few. I think I'm going to go. This has happened several times, and it makes me chuckle every time. Anytime a player comes in and actually agrees with the penalty that was just called on. <laughs> How often does that happen? One out of every ten. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Is it in that moment where on the TV we see them staring up at the screen and then they do the sort of shoulder shrug and like, eh, all right. Yeah. 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 That that'd be that one. <laughs> How many comments do you get about the beard? Oh, every game. Yeah. Yeah. Every game. I've been recently complimented on it by a couple of players that I won't name, but uh, mm-hmm. I've been told <laughs> that I should keep it. So I mean at this point you kinda <laughs> have like no, at this point, you have to keep it. I, I feel like I uh, unintentionally started a brand that I, I <laughs> was unaware had started itself. Yeah, I told you there's a Twitter account there, LA Kings Hipster Penalty. Yeah, you, you did tell me that. I, I checked into it. Seems innocent and pretty funny. So uh, whoever that is, good luck to you. And uh, Most of the time, not. those kinds of accounts are pretty innocent. Yeah. And it's 50-50 whether they're funny or not. But I like, uh, yeah. I like LA Kings Hipster Penalty Box guy. Um, so when did the beard growing start? Like what, you know, is it, I oh. also have a beard, but I trim mine back when it gets out of control. I don't have true. To- true. I think, I think what happened is I just decided to grow a beard and had a fairly significant beard. And then 2020 happened Yeah, and it just kind of kept going and I decided to let it. And you had a big beard before that though. I did, but it it was honestly, it's gotten bigger. Sure. <laughs> if you think about it, it was, it was probably about, there before yeah. the pandemic and yeah, that's yeah. like half <laughs> yeah that's fair no it definitely <laughs> got bigger yeah no i uh i initially grew a beard because i felt like growing a beard and uh it grew in very well so i felt sort of obligated to to keep it so as an atc mm-hmm. is there like is there a next level that one can be promoted to is that is yeah. there what's the career path of an off-ice official or are you perfectly content in your current position totally totally um i mean currently i think i am pretty happy i love being an atc uh the teams i'm involved with at both arenas are great bunch of guys uh we've got a great manager and that kind of is one of the answers to one of your other questions we do have an arena technical manager uh and they are in charge of anywhere from one to three different buildings um and that's kind of always as technology and the demands of the job have changed, that has been in flux a bit. Uh, so there's that. And then our arena technical manager has his boss who is over at NHL headquarters. Uh, so there are still a few rungs above, above us on the ladder. Um, and if it's something that uh, anybody who wanted to step up and make it their year round job, that that would be the next thing. Um, the, as it stands currently being an ATC is great during hockey season. And then we take a break when they do. So, so you mentioned people that could fill in. You know, if, if mm-hmm. it's happened once or twice, if I can't do the pregame radio show, there's a roster of people I know I can call up and say, "Hey, I need you to fill in for me." Right. It sounds like that off ice official community is keeping an active ecosystem of replacements. Oh, very, very much so. Very much so. Both uh, in the ATC core, as far as like if I were sick or couldn't show up to a game. We have several guys who are trained on all the box protocols and know the game well enough to be in there. Um, and then the off-ice officials who are upstairs doing all the stat keeping and the video goal judge and all of that stuff, all of those guys have backups and swings and 
it's all been staffed and facilitated in the way that you'd expect any job to be. Are there yearly check-in sessions, training sessions, conventions, whatever it may be, where all of you gather from across the league in a single position and get, you know, these are the advancements, these are the trends, these are the... There are a lot of, I think there's yearly gatherings for the crew managers, for the off-ice officials, and then they can kind of trickle down any new information. Uh, We're constantly getting emails um, from the league with uh, rule updates every year. Uh, We have memos that go out all season long that are always uh, putting little tests and quizzes and game situations and whatnot in there for us to kind of, you know, little trivia answers or quizzes, things to do just to keep everybody sharp and on point. So, uh, yeah, we're constantly working on staying up with the most up-to-date rules that the the league's putting in. What's the coolest event you ever worked? Definitely going to have to say the All-Star Game in L.A. I got in just in time to start doing that, and uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a very cool event. Everybody in L.A. did a great job with it, and it was a lot of fun to be around. It was an atmosphere I hadn't been around before. Did you ever get starstruck? Do you ever have somebody come into the penalty box and you're just like, oh my, you know, it's us, Sidney Crosby, it's Alexander Ovechkin. I'll, yeah, I'll cop to that. My my first season or two, it was definitely a little bit of play it cool. There are <laughs> a bunch of cameras in here. <laughs> but again, let the impartiality, the professionalism kicks in and uh, it's it's just a lot of fun to be around, you know. Is there any player that you are secretly happy about you don't have to say who just a yes or no where you're like yeah get in the penalty box <laughs> i can't wait to have you you know muttering to yourself or doing whatever it is they're doing for two minutes there's a i don't know about a single player but mm-hmm. there's definitely pairs of players that it can be a pretty exciting atmosphere when they're both in the box together what happens when you get like three or four guys in the box on those rare occasions that is something we talk about quite often, especially as we add more gear in the penalty box for the replay and review system. Uh, it gets a little crowded, especially in L.A., uh, but I'll step out of the way. Again, the game comes first, so make sure the guys have a spot to sit and an easy path to the door, and that's it. Is, is it a situation where the position and the and the scenario are evolving based on what, like if you had a game where, you had four guys in the box and one of them stepped on some equipment or their stick smashes. Like two weeks later, do you then realize like, Oh, we need a cage over here or we can't have that many guys in the box or however. Absolutely. It plays out. Absolutely. We're constantly looking for stuff that could be a problem or is a problem. Uh, and if it's something that we feel like is going to be reoccurring or could be potentially reoccurring. Yeah. We'll, we'll find a solve for it right then and there before the next game. All right, final question before I let you go, because I know you've got to get going and I've got to get going. I know you grew up <laughs> Ducks season ticket holder, and I know you're impartial, but can I get you to say on the record that you root for the Kings in your spare time off <laughs> off the clock? I think for my own safety, I will say, as long as I'm not on the NHL's dime, absolutely, I'm a Kings fan. Perfect. Steve, thank you so much for joining me. You guys, if thank you, you see Jesse. him at Crypto.com, you can't miss him. Say hello. And uh, let's do this again. I want to talk about Long Beach, the Long Beach music scene in the late 1990s. Sounds good, bud. Yeah, I'd Perfect. love to. All right. Have a good one. Take care. Chips it in the corner. Dowdy is there. Petrangelo stops it up. Half wall. Arvidsson intercepts. Shoots. Scores. 